sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. This is the Topangamon Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited for today's episode and just so grateful for all the guests that I have on this podcast. It's just such an honor. It's just such a beautiful blessing that I get to do this, that I get to interview these incredible people. And uh, today is definitely one of them. I just, I'm so happy for you to be part of this journey. And if you're new to the Topanga Moon podcast, welcome to our cosmic, spiritual, moon-loving, moon-loving place, moon-loving community. So excited that you're here. So before I get into this epic, incredible, amazing, uh, just beyond episode today, I want to talk a little bit about some updates in my life and kind of share where I've been and what I've been up to. So I've still been kind of living this cabin life. I've been in the woods uh, in this lake community and just really embracing the nature of November, the gorgeous sunsets, just... Oh, there's been some beautiful days here. I've been doing tons of antiquing and going to the different antique markets. And that really inspired me to think of maybe bringing some beautiful antique pieces for ritual onto the Topanga Moon shop because I've been finding so many incredible pieces that I want to use for my rituals and bring into my space. Um, I love to adorn my rituals with beautiful candlesticks and blankets and flowers and you know so many incredible finds that I always um, come across when it comes to antiques and vintage so I'm really thinking of bringing some like a curated shop of everything that you need for ritual onto Topanga Moon so if you like that idea let me know and send me a message I also um, wanted to update you that I will be increasing the prices of my candles soon because some people have been asking me about wholesale prices and I've definitely realized that I have not been pricing the candles correctly. They've mostly been a labor of love and something I love to do and I put so much time and care and effort into them and the ingredients are so high quality. I only ever use essential oils. A lot of them are organic, um, eco soy wax, cotton wicks, glass glitter, dried flowers. I take so much time in, and really make them so unique and individual. And I realized that the time and all the ingredients um, really make this kind of like a high quality ritual candle. So I definitely going to be increasing them um, at the end of November so if you really 
wanted to get your hands on one of them, especially going into this holiday season, I would say this is the time to order them because they're still at the original price. So you can have a small batch that's already been created. So definitely if you've been interested or if I'm out of something and you wanted to send me a message or do it uh, kind of like a bigger order, send me a message and I'll offer the, the price at the moment. So I'll get into more of that on the website and give you more details, but I just wanted to give everyone a little heads up. I just, I love them. They're so special and so amazing and small amazing. And um, I just, I'm so excited that people are loving them and that they really enhance your ritual process. And another thing before we get into the incredible episode we have today, last week's episode, which was also amazing with Sophia Forbes. I got a reading from her this week and it was so cool. It was so good. She introduced me to my spirit guides. I mean, I got their names and knew where they came from. One was from the Pleiades. Another one is from Mount Shasta. I mean, it was so cool. And I got to ask my spirit guides specific questions. And what I loved so much about the reading, because she uses a combination of tarot oracle and talking like directly to your guides who show up in the room um is that everything is really grounded in reality so everything is i mean that sounds really funny but everything is all about the moment like what's happening right now in your life there's there's not this kind of like future projection and i really appreciate that because i do know that timelines timelines shift and things can change and we can co-create and create different experiences so it's really harnessing the energy and the alchemy of what's happening right now in your life and I found it so helpful so beautiful so confirming it was just such a great experience I loved my reading it was one of my favorite readings I've received from anyone so you can check her out on last week's podcast if you want to hear more about Sophia Forbes or book a reading with her because it's such a cool experience, especially if you want to talk to your guides, meet your guides, find out their names. I mean, it's so, so much fun. I loved it so much. So I want to share that on today's podcast episode. So I can't wait to get into this episode with Ines Heels. She's been on the podcast before. I believe it was episode 27 that she was on the podcast. And she is just amazing. Every time I hear her speak, it just feels so good, so grounding, so truthful, so inspiring. We talk all about mindset and your abundance mindset. And she's really inspired and working with light workers right now to have them shift their mindset for this abundant life, for their divine work. And really, we get into what is your soul alignment? What is your soul aligned life and your soul aligned mission? And we get into so many mindset strategies and just beautiful discussions on what an abundant life and what a happy and loving and high vibrational life really is. We talk about Jesus and Mary Magdalene and just so many other beautiful uh, cosmic chats on this one and I think it's going to be really inspiring for you. I know that I left the conversation in such a great incredible uh, high vibe and there's just such an alchemy when it comes to Ines and her teachings and everything that she shares. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode so let's just 
get into it. Let's get into today's episode with Inez Heels on the Topanga Moon podcast. My name is Inez Heels and I'm a mindset coach. Um, and I work with lightworkers, healers, spiritual entrepreneurs who are essentially looking to anchor into a uh, soul-aligned six-figure mindset. Um, I work with a lot of people who are shifting from having a healing practice to wanting to create a six-figure business and step out as a spiritual leader. And I work mainly using mindset strategies. Well, that's my, that's my whole thing, mindset strategies, because that's what I find is what blocks us, our fear, our self-doubt, yada, yada, yeah. yada. So, so that's my specialty. So beautiful. And yeah. on that kind of track, I want to really talk about what it really means to be soul aligned within your business and how you can pivot. Cause I've, I've seen you not necessarily pivot, but expand yourself and your offerings and in the way that you are now a teacher and especially with light workers. So talk yeah. a little bit about that kind of soul alignment and how to anchor into that soul alignment and why it's so important for you in this great I think this is a really big year for pivoting as well and pivoting your life and business and all of that. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, for me to be soul aligned basically means that what we're living in surrender to is our soul desires, our soul needs and our connection to spirit, right? To source. So really what we're doing when we have a soul aligned business is what we're listening to. Number one is our inner guidance and what we're feeding. Number, number one is our connection to source and our connection to spirit. And as light workers, as I'm, you know, as you and I both are, and as the people who listen, you know, your tribe is as well. Um, that's essentially what we do for, um, for this, uh, for the collective is we hold light and we, are here to shift consciousness and like you said to pivot and it's like other people pivot through us right uh, so being soul aligned is really like it's really walking the talk like it's like it's not just knowing that the universe is working in your favor as a conceptual thing it's living it day in and day out mm -hmm. and knowing that your inner guidance is connected to that truth right to that universal truth and being in full surrender to that which means that you're not following logic anymore you're not really following what other people uh, are necessarily telling you to do or the, what other people are suggesting is the right thing to do like it's really an empowered state to be in because yeah, like you are, you, you and your connection to source is number one. Yes. And you're walking your own divine path that you know is connected to your soul aligned mission. Exactly. Exactly. And where do you awesome. find that strength and courage? Because it's not always the easiest route, but it yeah. is the most beautiful route for what your soul came here to do and came here to expand. And like you said, to help other people pivot. So where yeah. do you find that strength, especially in a time where I feel like there is so much fear based in our consciousness, mm -hmm. but I know that that is just, um, you know, a way of us to transcend and continue to evolve our consciousness, but mm -hmm. we have to almost sift through all of the kind of noise that's being projected yeah. at us. And how do you stay true to your strength and your own inner resilience and all of that? 
Well, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big theme, right? I mean, yeah. that's, you're basically talking about the soul aligned six figure mindset or the soul aligned abundance mindset, the soul aligned yeah. expansion right? It's like, that's our anchor is like the strength and courage of like knowing, you know, you said it's the best way to live, but really actually it's the only way. <laughs> it's the only way, right? It's the only yes. way we move forward in fulfillment. Like, and we really self-realize is by, is by living our truth uh, like that. And so I mean, in terms of, for me personally, finding the strength and courage, I mean, yeah, that's been the whole, that's been the whole process. That's been the whole process that I've then, you know, taken over the last, uh, you know, since I started my spiritual journey and like, well, I mean, really we start it when we're born, but when I yeah. really started my spiritual journey around like 2012, you know, from there until now, all the tools I've learned, that's what I've sort of condensed into my Let Refer Empowerment program, right? But um Finding the strength and courage in yourself is really number one, just knowing that it's there. I mm. think number one, knowing that your spirit is designed for victory, right? Mm. So we as human beings are designed to be victorious, right? And so if we know that, you know, if we know that our spirit and our soul is designed to overcome all obstacles, just having that knowing embodying that knowing that's a whole other thing right that's yeah. that's like really living in that um in that mindset that we keep talking about but but knowing it helps us to make the right decisions that slowly allow us to embody it right so so that would be like step not step one but you know step base level yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and it's always a continuous journey and i've found that um, and it would be great to speak on this a little bit of kind of this, this term shadow work is something that has been kind of popularized in the last little while. And, but it's, what do you think of that idea of looking at your shadow, looking at, you know, there's this, uh, this great spiritual teacher I follow, her name's Carolyn Elliott, and she talks about the kink and the kind of like, the like sexiness of almost looking at the things that we deem as like not, you know, not the, the, it's almost like we, our soul wants to have the experiences and sometimes we have to be excited about the fact that maybe for a while our soul wanted to live in this understanding of lack of abundance. I don't know if I'm describing this right, but it's no, this I... kind of complex system of like, mm -hmm. how do we fall in love with the shadow parts of ourselves and really integrate it all? Yeah. Well, the shadow work is the work, right? Like yeah. that is what we're doing too. Like also when we talk about um, moving to the light, we don't get to the light unless we walk through the shadow. Like that's where we have to go. We have to dance in the underworld, right? To mm -hmm. um, and and you know, I talk about how uh, the underworld and our journeys to the underworld, which is basically like our resistance, our self doubt, our shame, our fears, our limiting beliefs. All those things are in our underworld, right? And you know, I. I, I teach my students that our journeys to the underworld are the most valuable. They're the most valuable because they hold the medicine, you know, the trigger holds the medicine. Yeah. So the shadow work is absolutely essential. And, 
you know, one of the biggest things is just learning how to let go of resistance, which is essentially the big over encompassing umbrella of like everything that makes up our shadow is essentially like what creates our resistance to our own blessings, gifts, um, power, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, like that's sort of how the lens through which I see it. So if we caught, and, and I find it also really helpful to, yes, it's shadow work, but if we look at it as like, oh, this is just resistance. Oh, this is just mm. something that's coming up. This is just me resisting my own power. You know, like this is just me resisting my own um, potential. And this is just, you know, so if we look at it like that, instead of being like, oh, <laughs> you know, like this thing yeah. of like, I'm here again. It's like, no, no, no. I'm, I've been pulled into this place because I'm being asked to step into my power more, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really like, you could call it shadow work, you can call it light work, if they're mm. actually both the same thing. You can yeah. also call it like power work, you know, like sourcing our power, you know, yeah. that, that's where it's at. I love you talking about it in terms of resistance. And to me, it feels like that's when you're going to your edge. That's yeah. when you're creeping up to your edge and that's when you feel that resistance because it's that breaking through point, that kind of mm -hmm. ev evolving point where yeah. um, that's where the, you know, the resistance can come in or the fear and it's meeting that and saying, okay, I'm going to look at you and, and dance with you and keep going and keep showing exactly. up in my, um, my brightest, most amazing, most abundant self. Exactly. And yeah. that's also the divine feminine within us, uh -huh. right? Yes. It's like anytime that like we're going to that place of shadow, it's like, cause the divine feminine in us is like calling us deeper into like an, an basically a self-initiation, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. So I know that you, um, work with your students and work with yourself in terms of mindset work. And the last yeah. time that you were on the podcast, we talked a lot about abundance mm -hmm. and that's something that does excite you and that you love to talk about. So I want to know um, what you have integrated into your own life yeah. since then, any new teachings, anything that has really been inspiring for you in that term of abundance and not just abundance when it comes to financial abundance, but like abundance in all areas of life, abundance Absolutely with a capital A, you know? Mm -hmm. So what are the kind of new things that you're like, oh yes, this is, a, this is a new piece that has really kind of transformed your life and also propelled you into this, you know, desire to teach lightworkers all about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few pieces like first, yeah, I still, I, exactly. I still, I still speak on abundance. It's still a part of, you know, what I teach. Yeah. Like you said, so yeah. very much excites me. Um, and it's essential to, for me, like some of the things that have come through in the last year is first of all, understanding that abundance is essentially synonymous with expansion. Mm. So having uh, an abundance mindset and being abundance oriented is also being expansion oriented. It's being growth oriented. So this is also then taking this idea of the abundance mindset, like you said, out of just a financial thing, because it, it the finite, like the money is just a byproduct of the, um, of that way of living, right? It's not the, the, the money or the financial aspect of it is not why we're even seeking for it. It's the, the, the financial aspect of it is just a byproduct or of, of us, you know, being, 
really in that place of choosing expansion and growth in every moment, right? And choosing to commit to it and to show up for it, right? And this is actually a beautiful segue from, you know, or segue into what we just spoke about, you know, uh, about resistance, because that's something that I've really come to understand when it comes to abundance is that, you know, we spoke about abundance as our natural state. I know we talked about that uh, the last time I was, I was here and really it's like understanding that like that, okay. That's another knowing, you know, to put in our, in our tool belt in terms of how the world really works is that, you know, so first of all, like I said, knowing that we have the strength and courage and that spirit will be victorious. And then second of all, knowing that, actually our true nature and the true nature of things is just abundance. And Mm. if we're not experiencing abundance, it's because we're resisting it. Mm. And so it brings us back to the shadow work. And um, that's been a way of looking at it that I find much more harmonious because actually if we're, if we're looking to, cause a lot of us are interested in, you know, uh, developing an abundance mindset because we recognize that there's scarcity within us, right? So we're recognizing that there, we're coming from a bit of a scarcity mindset. So we want to understand how to shift into an abundance mindset, but what actually removing money from the conversation really helps us to make that shift because we understand that really we're just talking about constriction and expansion. We're Mm -hmm. talking about, right, lack, abundance, constriction, expansion. Um, And it also helps us to connect to the fact that, again, money is energy. And so what I wanted to get at was that when we're coming from a place where we're recognizing that we have some scarcity stuff to work through, and we focus too much on the money aspect of the abundance mindset, it can actually reinforce a bit of our lack mentality Mm -hmm. because it's again, sort of putting the attention on this external thing, you know? And so, um, I talk about money, you know, I talk about it, uh, in my program in the week on abundance, obviously we cover money itself, but the, the mindset strategies for developing that sort of expansive, abundant, open to possibility way of looking at the world really go far beyond the, um, you know, the, the money aspect. And really, so coming back to your question, it's just about removing resistances. So it's about understanding certain, uh, certain ways in which energy works, which then also is the way that money works, right? Uh, and understanding also that money is an energy that is a part of us. Like money is not this thing that's outside of us. Money is energy and it's an energy that we have. So we cultivate it within ourselves and the universe, like the law of attraction matches it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the biggest thing. So yeah. many things. Yeah. Yeah. So many things, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but I do want to get into your next thought because I know it's no, good. No. Um, no, I mean, I love how you talk about the constriction and the expansion because that's just like the way that you're flowing within it. And yeah. I think about it, I, I compare kind of two different areas of my life where I do feel restriction in, uh, in, you know, abundance and kind of like the, the physical, like tactile money part of it, but I feel so much expansion in my health and it's just Mm. knowing 
And it's always been this ingrained knowing and that this is the only way I can like kind of discern both and see where Mm -hmm. my work needs to go and what I've come here Mm -hmm. to learn. But when it comes to my health, I have no fears. I have no restrictions. I have no resistance. And it's just this ingrained thing that was there since I was born. I don't know how I cultivated it. And I know that's different for a lot of other people. And I feel very grateful because I have this constant baseline of like, I am health. You know, if you're using an I am statement, I am health. I'm always healthy. I'm always going to be healthy. There's just this never fear always knowing present thing within me, which I don't even know how I cultivated and it's great that it's there. But now I'm like, how do I do that with the other type of abundance? Like how do we get there? With the I am wealth. Yeah. Yes. Um, How do we get there? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's again, that's like a whole freaking, that's a whole, that's a whole program. But um, the Thing, honestly is I find also focusing on like l- love honestly like uh, mm. focusing on cultivating the energy of love in all areas of your life because you're talking about you know just the example of the body and the health of the body and like there's also a relationship to the body that's like I love my body yeah I love my body yeah I love my body loves me right yeah then it becomes like I love money. I love my bank account. I love what I do for a living. I love my clients. I love this wonderful system of exchange that we have mm. money, but that's really just energy, you know, yeah. time space so that we can all support each other. That's all it is. You know, it's just exchanging mm-hmm. this energy. Like, you know, the, the energy of money is really like people showing you how much they love and appreciate what you have to do and loving themselves enough, right? Loving themselves enough to invest um, in, in, in themselves through you, right? Or whatever. So um, I find the more that we focus on love in general, and, and when I say that too, it's also like presence. And that again, brings us back to the shadow work because the shadow work, like for us to be really present, if we were always present, we would always feel good because we would not be resist. We would just be an open stream of, of well-being, right? Of source mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Um, so again, it's like we focus on the staying present. We focus on the gratitude for all the abundance that's already in our lives. We focus on the deeper story of, of what is, you know, taking place, um, within our lives and, and of all the love and relationships and positivity that's already there. And we let go of the money aspect and know here's the other, here's another knowing that like, as long as I feel good, I'm attracting abundance. Mm. So yes, like break down the whole thing that it has to be about money. It's like, no, I feel good. Therefore I'm attracting pot, like all, uh, solutions to me, all positive, you know, circumstances to me, including the creation of wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like taking the, the money off the pedestal that we're That's placing it, it on and okay. saying, if I feel joy, if I feel love, and if I embody that fully, yeah. then I know that that is just inherent for me and will come mm-hmm. in the, the best, most beautiful ways. And, and yeah. yeah. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want you to finish. Your oh, <laughs> I was just going to, I was just going to speak upon um, a little bit of what happened to me kind of this summer and, mm. and kind of experiencing that firsthand. I was going through a really traumatic thing with my family and I, because it was, it was so wild. It was so traumatic that it forced me into the present moment. It forced me there because truly every day I was like, okay, I just need to be in here to get through the day. And I was also gifted divinely with this beautiful, you know, um, job that I was so grateful for that I didn't strive for, that I didn't try to get. It, it just came in perfect divine timing. So at the, on the same side, it was like, I was doing something that I loved so much that I was in the present moment doing what I love so much and abundance was flowing. I mean, love came into my life. Like I was like, whoa, this is, I'm not, I'm just being, mm-hmm. and I'm just being so presently in this moment. And because yeah. It was kind of a forced upon thing, not forced, but circumstantial that I had to learn it that way. And it also brought me down to this like humbling space of really looking at my shadow and being like, I'm just loving, I love this coffee right now because this is getting me through the moment, you know? And it was such a beautiful, um, just such a beautiful example to me. And now I'm like, okay, how can I consciously bring this into my life without having those external experiences? It was like Mm. a, it was a blessing in showing me all of that. But now Mm. I'm trying to um, integrate it into my life of how can I consciously bring this into my life more and more fluidly and in more of a flow, you know? Yeah. Well, you're taught what you just described there was getting into soul alignment. Okay. Literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, that process, you know, um, and what something that came up, you know, before you shared your story and that is still relevant um, now is, you know, in answer to your question, a lot of it is really t- taking our attention away from the world of effects, which is the material world, right? The material world is a manifestation of vibration. So that is the world of effects. And what we want to focus on is the world of cause, which is our inner world, which is the the vibration that's creating all of what's happening external to us. So um, that like, it's, you know, it sounds simplistic, although it's not to simply just focus on being in the present moment and focus on staying connected to how we feel all the time and practicing that. And as we stay connected to what we feel, we then learn how to listen for our divine guidance because that's communicated to us through the way that we feel. Mm. And it's really just the day-to-day process. It takes practice, um, right? Obviously, it's it, like you said, it is a practice to bring it into yeah. your daily daily life. But it's 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 really that. And it's like knowing that it's coming from that place of the cause, right? How you're feeling, where, and and of course, how you're feeling is communicating where your vibration is at. And that's what the universe is responding to. So it's, it's really taking ourselves out of the logical mind and bringing it into the inner world. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, there's so many ways that we do that and, you know, meditation, yoga, da, da, da. Like I, I could go on and that's not necessarily what people even need to hear. But I think yeah. what it mainly is, is just this, com- it's a commitment to feeling your feelings mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. No matter what, good, bad, knowing that they're all, well, good, bad, that's not even real. Like it's either surrender or resistance and knowing that it's all a gift. Yeah. And I definitely learned the whole surrender or resistance piece this summer where it was like both emotions were happening at the same time Mm -hmm. and none of it was like good or bad. It was just the experience of what I was feeling. And it was just like you said, feeling your emotions. So so deeply and it bringing you into that present and staying yeah. within that. And it was such a cool lesson that I learned, but yeah. um, it came with, you know, a, a huge awakening and understanding and a movement forward. So I would love to yeah. talk about, cause I know that you um, touched upon this on one of your recent posts about kind of the blocks, block things that people are doing, the blocks that come in that prevent mm-hmm. people from being in their soul alignment and being in their true abundance for all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot, there's what a lot. to focus yeah. on. Um, you know what? One of the things, so the first thing that came up was uh, around the whole lack expansion dialogue again you know a lot of us we have to understand that we've been conditioned into a lack mentality you know and Mm -hmm. that is something that we all have to contend with and break through you know and um i think a lot of people obviously what happens in that lack mentality and in that constriction place is that we we stay really small and we let fear kind of control our lives rather than letting our lives be driven by joy and um you know responding to our truth and things like that so i think that that's a big one and we we talked a lot about you know the shifts into what it means to move into expansion and abundance and so i'll sort of leave that where it is but something else coming up and that I think is light workers is mm-hmm. not seeing ourselves clearly. And that's what causes a lot of the self-doubt and um, the fear and the not believing in ourselves and things like that is that we really, for some reason, we tend to, we don't see ourselves clearly. And I see this with mm-hmm. like, for my friends, my, my soul family, you know, we're all star seeds, lightworkers, love, you know, and it's like, we can all see how amazing the soul gifts are that belong to, to one, you know, each other person. But for yeah. some reason, recognizing it in ourselves is very difficult. And that takes mm-hmm. us back to being in our power, right? Because Knowing the value, knowing the power of our soul gifts is knowing our power, which is also then living without resistance because we're, you know, so it, like it, it is a conversation that loops back right into everything that we've been talking about. Totally. Yeah. But I, I think, think, yeah, go, go for ahead. it. No. no, no, you go for it. I was I just going to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go for it. You go for it. Our minds are talking at the same time. 
No, I was just going to say, I just feel like that is a really big one, like in terms of, uh, in terms of our collective of, of game changers is also like part mm. of the reason why we don't see ourselves is because we've always been a little bit different and that's felt isolating, alienating. That's something that we've fought against within ourselves. We've fought against our sensitivity. Yeah. And because of that, we've never really given ourselves full permission to be ourselves, to fully express everything that's within us. And we really do need to have that experience of giving ourselves permission to be who we fully are before we can even really see ourselves clearly, right? So there's a lot in there in that piece of not seeing ourselves that I think we especially need to work on because because of the fact that, you know, only in recent times has this dialogue about star seeds and light workers and we've been able to identify with these sort of larger um you know collective type of experience like i'm not alone in this you know whereas like yeah. for a lot of our we just kind of were you know maybe <laughs> alone in it right so so i think that's a big thing to to work through yeah and i was when you were speaking on all of these concepts, I was like, oh, I think about, um, you know, we talked a little bit about Mary Magdalene and her story and how that was kind of rewritten. And it was like for so many, for so many years, the stories of women have been restructured mm -hmm. to maintain control because women, um, or even let's just say um, the, the feminine energy we don't even have to say women. It could be the, yeah. the feminine sides of ourselves or the feminine yeah. energy itself has been, it's so powerful. And uh, it's like, there's been so much to shut it down to kind of control and to keep this, the system kind of stuck in the old ways. Um, and I know that you do uh, talk about, and I wasn't going to talk about this, but Mary Magdalene and her story and how that resonates with you. And that's been coming up a lot for me. And even with the, you know, you have Jesus behind you on there. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about those, uh, those figures or even maybe other esoteric, esoteric figures that have really like impacted you, reminded you of your, of your power and your birthright and all of that? The OG light workers. Yes, because uh, we're talking about star seeds and light workers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what, what, <laughs> what can be said? I mean, this is just uh, you know one thing that I appreciate in this dialogue is really taking Christ and Christ energy, Christ consciousness, as well as Mary Magdalene out of a out of a context which is religious you know um and that and that's a concept that most lightworkers and people who are on the forefront of you know leading edge consciousness uh are already familiar with you know we know that christ is a figure that is much greater than just you know uh what he represents for religious yeah. mm -hmm. um so um i mean if we if we look specifically at Christ and Mary Magdalene, like these are just um, beautiful um, 
living incarnation our incarnational representations of divine feminine and divine masculine energy um and the power of those two coming together within ourselves and then mirrored inside of a partnership and um i mean like i said they're the og lightworkers christ came here to um literally carve a path of light through the portal of death that's what the resurrection is about that's Mm -hmm. what his main mission was in coming here and in doing so he allowed all of us um greater connection to that interdimensional space um within ourselves um which is the pathway of the heart the pathway into again you know the sacred heart the pathway into the higher uh chakras and also higher dimensional awareness the higher consciousness the thing that you know all the topics that we're we're touching on today are uh it's a perspective shift from 3d into 5d and, and above right yeah so um yeah so there's that that can be said um mother mary you know as well you know she's not spoken of as much, i mean she's spoken of for sure among um you know starseeds lightworkers etc but yes. mother mary is a figure that has um been with me for a very long time as just a personal guide and you know um just a, an energy that I've really felt a lot of nurturance and nourishment from throughout my life, um, support from, guidance from. And, you know, Mother Mary's story is also, just like Mary Magdalene's, is one that, you know, we don't know the truth of. You know, Mother Mary is portrayed as this humble, simple girl, you know, that was just chosen to um, birth, uh, you know, to, to be... Um, you know, the, the mother of, of the savior, but, but mother Mary was trained in the temples of ISIS to be what's called an incarnate, meaning Mm -hmm. she was trained to literally embody the energy of cosmic mother ISIS, which, and the whole story of the uh, immaculate conception is real. It's, it's said to be real. Like she, literally was so pure and had undergone you know the necessary training to be able to merge with the holy spirit and you know produce uh the the christ child it was a part of her destiny obviously and it was um a part of earth's destiny but we don't know that about mother mary you know she's a very gifted psychic intuitive very powerful uh, in terms of her spiritual consciousness you know she's not just a <laughs> you know um a simple humble girl <laughs> yeah yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, i just love hearing you speak on all these topics because there's this like glowing energy that comes through you when you do oh, talk yeah. about all of this. It's like you're all, everything is like lit up and it's yeah. so powerful to see, just like to be in your presence, mm. you know, in this conversation, I can feel that energy and, and feel the power that comes from that. And that is stepping into the soul alignment. That is embodiment. Like you are embodied with this beautiful light information and love and all of that. And it's so incredible to see you and so inspiring for me to see you in this light being um, a way shower, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if I could say a term, I don't know, but, and I want to talk about this course that you're creating um, and really hear from your 
from yourself kind of what it means to you, uh, why it's so important for you to be teaching light workers and to be sharing this information that if you you've been using that have really like impacted your life. So I want to hear all about this course. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, first of all, for that's very, very sweet of you uh, to say all those things. Thank you. That touches me. Um, yeah, so the program I've created, the Lightworker Empowerment Program, I mean, the reason why for me, I mean, it's, it's, it's my mission, you know, <laughs> it's my mission yeah. to work with lightworkers. Like this is, you know, it's my destiny. It's actually always been that way. I just have only now really brought it to the forefront of, you know, title in the title of what I'm doing, but I've yeah. always been working with like, yeah. you know, it's like since the beginning of um, my astrology practice and Reiki, like the people that were coming to me that I was attracting were, you know, they were gifted. They were all, you know, seeking the light, you know, in, in this way. And so so it's, it's always been a part of my mission. And the reason why it's, I mean, it's so important to me is because lightworkers are, we are the ones like, and I think we already touched on this, we're here to change the world, right? We're like, we are leading the army. Like it's us, you know? So it's really important that the leaders of the army know these things in terms of they're in, they're empowered literally right okay so like light worker empowerment there's a reason why it's called that because for yeah. me personally and in my journey finding my power was really tough it was really yeah. it took me a very long time and you know it's still something that I you know it's it, I've come a very far way but I still you know dialogue with that mm -hmm. you know at times yeah. right so, so we need to empower the leaders of, of, of the army, <laughs> Essentially, right? And the reason why I focus so much on mindset is because, well, why my, yeah, the focus is on mindset is because lightworkers are, we're highly sensitive people. We're highly sensitive people. That's what makes us different too. It's like, what are we sensitive to? We're sensitive to the contrast of the world because we're mm -hmm. here to change it. So we're sensitive to the contrast between um, what is aligned with source and what is not, right? And we're here to be the bridge to carry mm -hmm. our soul tribe, i.e. our armies, right? Um, into, uh, into the, across the bridge, right? From mm -hmm. being non-aligned into aligned. So, um, in order to do that, we, so going back to, yeah, the highly sensitive thing. So because we're highly sensitive, part of that is like, as we know, we're intuitive, we're em empathic, but we're also impressionable because mm -hmm. of our sensitivity, right? So the conditioning that has been placed on humanity has affected us on a deeper level oh, because yeah. of our sensitivity. So this scarcity the and and often light workers are also born into um you know traumatic types of they they experience darkness in their lives they experience mm -hmm. trauma in their lives they have really difficult life experiences that their souls have chosen because like i said in order to get to the light you have to move through the darkness and you can't lead people through the darkness unless you've been there yourself mm -hmm. so it's a tough job that we've signed up for 
And so for me, you know, having gone through the darkness, um, I have the tools to show other people, you know, how to do that, you know? Um, and, and so it's really about re like rewiring our way of approaching the world so that we're empowered to believe what we've always known to be true about the way that the universe works, what we've always felt on an energetic level to be true. Right. Yeah. And like, I, like I say, like, it, honestly, it's like rewiring, it's like deconditioning, it's reprogramming the mind. And again, with that impressionability, that susceptibility to all of that conditioning, it's all in here. It's all in the mind that that really affects us. And like I said, the self-doubt, the fear, the constriction that can hold people back from taking on their mission. You know, I mean, only for so long because you will be for like you're forced in. It's your destiny, you know. Yeah. But I, you know, I want to. I'm creating that bridge to make that process easier for people, you know, mm -hmm. and so that yeah, we can remove those resistances and just do what it was that we were meant and sent here to do, and experience all the success and abundance that comes with it. Yeah, because it's not. A devoid of the abundance no. and a beautiful life. And it's almost like, I think of it this way, when you can live that life of joy and abundance and everything like that, you are showing other people that it's possible. Exactly. Yeah. And I think about, um, and even like you were saying, it's like peeling the layers of the knowing that you already came here with, you know? Yeah. It's really taking yeah. it all away to get down to the root of like, oh, that's your essence. That's your knowing. That's your soul alignment. Yes. You already, yes. it's in you. It's deep in there. And it just needs to be mm -hmm. like rediscovered. And, liberated. Yeah. Liberated, which is yeah. so incredible. And at the same time can come with its own fear. And that's just the, the ego protection and, and trying to yeah. keep us in, you know, um, the same kind of way because it's in that unknown, it's in that other space that true expansion and so much more can, can come through. But sometimes we're more afraid of the light of being a big light than we are afraid of just like being how we are at this moment. Yeah. And you know, that cycles back to another thing we already spoke about today, which yeah. was being seen because when you're the light, yeah. you're seen, you're shining. Yeah. You're glowing. Yep. You're a star. And all lightworkers are stars. We're stars. We're meant to shine. We're meant to be, yep. again, leaders. We're meant to be seen. We're meant to be public figures. Like, this is our destiny. And we all know this. We know this. Like, on a deep level, it's like, yep. we know we've been born with a big mission. We know, like, we just know that all of these things are waiting for us. But there's... There's a lot there, you know, when that knowing is also existing beside all of this unresolved trauma and, and all of the crap that that brings up, you know, and it, it, that we can start to second guess that knowing because, because of all of the other things that, you know, have taken over as the years have gone on, as mm -hmm. the conditioning has disempowered us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. yeah, but we're stars and we're made to be seen. And it's, again, it really uh, comes back to all of the inner work that allows us to just take ownership of that. Yeah. 
and it's really reprogramming the things that have uh, been placed in your life. And like you said, going, you know, kind of choosing families to come through that have been more challenging because you have to go through the darkness. You have to learn how to reprogram. You have to learn how to like come out the other side and be like, oh, wow. Okay. I did this. I went down to the depths of the shadows. I um, saw my shit. I walked through it. I embraced the light. I am able to be seen. I am, you know, like I love being seen now and then you can show other people and be kind of that example for others. And that's essentially what you're doing in your whole course. (laughs) It's the only way. It's the only way to do it. You cannot teach it if you haven't gone through it. It's just how it is. (laughs) I mean, you can try, but it won't be impactful and it won't be transformative (laughs) because you just can't it's like right yeah. yeah it's like you have that extra layer of compassion and and um and you know connecting with people because you're like yeah I've been in that you know I've, I've there's seen that. that yeah yeah there's that but it's also you're embodying the vibration of resol- resolving those things for people right yeah as you said showing up as the light or showing up as yeah. um example you're yes. embodying right yeah. so if if it's possible for you, that means it's possible for your soul tribe. It's possible for everybody. Yeah. I think about um, human design in that way too, of I'm a generator and mm. generators are, are all about um, doing exactly what you love so that you can be examples for other people to do what they love. Mm. And you should only ever be doing things that light you up. That's the only way it's going to work. And yeah. it's been a practice of like, you know, for myself of, of saying yes or no to things or, um, and this discernment because there is discernment that can come through. Cause sometimes it could just be fear of not wanting to do something, or it could be, um, part of my, my generator makeup of like, this lights me up. And it's like mm-hmm. those little, it's like, really, I'm in this practice of knowing the discernment of what that yeah. really means for me. So yeah. it's yes. really, exciting. Okay. So I want to ask you about, um, this recent post that you shared and you Mm -hmm. said your business will flourish if you focus on feeding the bigger story. Mm -hmm. I, that hit me and I was like, Oh, I want you to elaborate on that. What does that mean? What does feeding the bigger story mean? (sighs) Well, this is like, now we're going deep, you know, like I want to go deep. Talking about what it means to be a human being. Um, Mm. And I think that we've been programmed again, like going back to the difference between the world of cause, the world of effect. We've been programmed to seek um, effects, right? We've been programmed to seek external validation, success. This is all about it's so true. And when we're focused on that, we can, again, well, this is the whole struggle is like, even just this idea of like, how do, how are, how do we remain present moment to moment? I mean, the fact that that's a struggle just shows how deep that conditioning really is because mm-hmm. it should be the easiest thing. I mean, it's just what, what, that's what it means to be a human, right? Is to just <laughs> be present, be in being yeah. and experience what's immediately in front of us. Right. So, um, you know, 
you know, I, I, what's coming up for me is to share a little bit of the backstory of that post because yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Because, you know, this is something that I just like everybody else have struggled with, you know, that attachment to results and wanting to make things happen and this and that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was feeling a little bit of that way, um, the morning that that sort of post came through. And at the same time, I, you know, received, um, you know, a message, a, a phone call from a friend who was, um, had unexpectedly ended up in the hospital and it was a really intense experience for her. And, you know, it brought up a lot of, um, you know, fear, fear of, of, of death and, and the possible, mm. you know, you know, the, the possibility of that, even you never know what's going to happen. Cause it was quite an intense thing that led her there. And it just, it just brought me back to like, what is, what feeds my, you know, what's really important to us because at the end of the day, yeah, everything that is on my schedule for that, day is thrown out the window when something like that happens. I don't care. I don't care. I want to be there 100% whether I can't be there physically, energetically for for my friend. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it was intense as well because she has a daughter. She, you know, is two years old. So there's a lot involved in that. Um, And so that was the kind of backstory of that where it was really just like, this is, this is the story of my life, right? Mm. It's like our relationships. It's the people that we love. It's the people that mean the most to us. Like we, we, and, and this is again, sort of like the suppression of the feminine that we touched, you know, that you were talking about. It's like, that's, the, those are the feminine values, right? Is the connections, yeah. the, the, the connections that we form. And when, when I talk about feeding the bigger story, it's really nourishing the connections that we form, that we form with others, and the, that we have with others, that impact us, that you know, um, and also nourishing the things that, like you were talking about, light us up that don't necessarily have a result. It's like we're playing piano because we love to play piano. Mm-hmm. We're dancing because we love to dance. We're singing because we love to sing. We're not doing any of these things because we have to create a, a product, and it's like that with you know, giving ourselves permission to do other things that light us up and, and create those experiences. Like I was talking about in, in the post, because again, that's also what gets us into that place of like the abundance mindset and what allows us to recognize all of the good that's already in our lives, you know, by appreciating Mm -hmm. it, by doing things that aren't necessarily seeking for a result. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the thing that you're going to sit down, this is something that I've always, always sort of, um, kept in the back of my mind. I've been a writer my whole life and I've always thought like, what would make the best story? And I've always known that like my life was really like the times in my life that were really, you know, where I was really living to the fullest. It's because like, you know, I, I was like, what's making the best story here? Like, what's going to write the best story? And it's like, if I have something to write about, I know that I'm like living, you know, yes. right? And I, yes. I, I can measure that personally for myself as a barometer for, you know, how connected I am in my life is like, do I have something <laughs> to write about, right? So when we sit down to write our memoirs, we're not going to write about like, 
the results that we got like that day at work or, you know, whatever, we're going to talk about like the meaningful relationships that we had in our lives and the people who transformed us. And we're going to talk about the things that really brought a lot of love and joy into our hearts and that, that changed us, uh, you know, and, and that's presence. That's also presence. Yeah. And so like, if we're really in that and we're sort of understanding, like, these external things are meant to feed that, right? They're not ends in and of themselves. We're not seeking success just so that we can be successful. We're seeking success because it gives us the freedom and permission to express more of ourselves and to follow more of our passions, right? Um, so it's, it's all taking us back to the world of causes, right? So that's, that was really what that post was (laughs) about. I mean, that was just like mic drop. Amazing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. I feel like that's really living and that's real service. And that's really coming here saying I'm living, you know, it's really living the life that we were given this beautiful life. And I, I truly think that like heaven is here right now. Heaven is. It is heaven is, this is heaven, but it's how we perceive it, how we experience it, what we focus on, which is the relationships, which is the bigger story, as you said. Um, And that becomes our heaven and that, and we don't have to go to another place for that. And I think that's such an important thing for all of us to, to remember because we, you know, we knew this beforehand, but it's that remembrance and coming in and knowing. So that's so incredible. Yeah. Heaven is a place on earth. Yeah. Like the song. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that's worth? We'll make heaven a place on earth. That's yeah. what we came to do. Yeah. That is what we're here to do. And yeah. and creating that heaven on earth is just a shift in consciousness. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's simple. It's a simple concept and it's a simple doing yeah. and a knowing is just yeah. the shift of, of perception and shift of consciousness. Yeah. And that's so amazing. Um, Ah, this is beautiful. I I want to kind of end this incredibly cosmic <laughs> conversation with um, anything else you want to touch upon, um, anything that you want to share, any maybe channeled messages, anything that is like coming to you right now that you're like, oh, I would love to share this with the Topanga Moon community. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Open-ended for you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like putting me on the spot here. Yeah. You know, um, one thing that's immediately coming to mind, and I think it's because I'm like staring right in front of me and there's a bouquet of flowers that's sitting on my kitchen table, um, is that, you know, when we're really able to see the beauty in all things, there's... uh, there's this expansion that happens in our minds and in our hearts and in the way that we live our lives that really um, makes us the radiant ones. Uh, I have this posted on my fridge. It says um, the radiant one, basically it's something like the radiant one is the one that sees beauty in all things, you know? And that's like, that's just what is coming through to share is just like, that's that's basically encompasses everything that we talked about in terms of soul alignment, in terms of staying present, in terms of um, seeking that uh, a, you know expansive, abundant mindset. It's it's really like and and the shadow work. It's seeing the beauty in all of it, 
right? And like, even going back to what you said, where you were like, oh, I'm feeling this right now. And it's like hard, you know, but I love it. But then also you were, I think actually what you were talking about was like your coffee. You were like how much you were appreciating your coffee. Yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, my coffee is amazing because, you know, there's so much craziness going on externally that I was like, this coffee is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. That's what it felt like. And then (laughs) can we bring that into um, the the tough stuff too? Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, one of my just, you know, little, uh, things that I've, it's a big shift. Um, but you know, when I started, when I start going into a place, if self-doubt creeps in or if things creep in, I'm like, oh, well, this is exciting. I'm being called deeper into my power, right? I'm, there's a breakthrough on the other side of this for me. Right. And then, so it's like loving the tough stuff too. It's like, oh, I love this. I love this pain. It's going to take me somewhere better. I love this anxiety. It's asking me to like be more of who I really am. I love this. It's asking me to tune into my divine guidance, you know, at a deeper level. So that would be, that would be my, you know, message that that's just coming through right now is like, can you beauty in all things? And in doing so, you naturally orient yourself towards a soul aligned life um and a life and and also it orients you naturally towards what you really value and you know feeding what you really value being nourished by what you really value that's what um that's what keeps you going that's what keeps the strength and courage that we talked about in the very beginning to to keep showing up every day you know so beautiful i love that i think it's a perfect message for this yeah so i love to end with cosmic pings um and these are just quick little things that come up for you and the questions that i ask okay so the star system that you're connecting with the most right now is oh wow um (laughs) (laughs) let's go um let's go with the pleiades pleiades okay amazing i just had a podcast uh recording on on monday and uh the woman she sees spirit guides and one of them was a pleiades that was in the room with me and i was like that's amazing that's so cool so yeah definitely feeling that definitely feeling that um the the crystal or the kind of tools that you're using right now that you're really like resonating with, like something that is grounding you, some sort of like beautiful thing that's, you know, grounding you in your life right now? Um, sea salt, honestly. Sea salt. Ooh. Taking uh, sea salt baths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I beautiful. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the moon phase that you love right now is well I would have to say um you know I've I've been gaining a lot of appreciation for the waning moon and the dark moon um because it's just a transformative time and and for us as well as women you know it marks the beginning of our um you know a lot of us are going into we're in our pre-menstrual phase at that time and that's something else that you know obviously uh, not in this conversation but I've been really coming into the power of that time in our cycle you know in terms of Mm -hmm. what's open for us our wisdom what we have what we can channel at that time 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's the moon phase I'm resonating with right now. Beautiful. Um, an esoteric teacher, somebody that's guiding you a lot at this moment is, uh, embodied or not. Doesn't like, are they alive? (laughs) They don't have to be alive. Um, Yeah. For me right now, uh, it would be Kuan Yin. Kuan Yin is a big, um, spirit uh well just like uh, well I, I haven't had a relationship with her as long as mother mary because i didn't know uh about Kuan Yin as long as i've known about mother yeah. mary but yeah i'm connecting a lot with her right now as a spirit guide it's so beautiful the universe is magic <laughs> yeah. yeah magic and love is um <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah love is everything love yeah is everything yeah oh this is so beautiful i just i love having conversations with you you inspire me you enlighten me um you make me feel stronger and more lit up and you're so in your soul alignment and you fully inspire me to be in my soul alignment too so Thank you so much. No, thank you for this conversation. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure to be here and to speak with you always. It's always, we always go somewhere way beyond where we started. (laughs) And how can people connect with you and um, join in on your program? Yes. When can they join in? All of that stuff. Yes. So um, enrollment is open for my Lightworker Empowerment Program. And we kick off December 2nd is our first – it's when it starts. So you, we have the next little while to, to connect. If you're interested, if, if, you know, people are interested, they can go to my website, inezheels.com and all the information is on there and they can book a call with me to apply and sort of see, yeah, for a vibrational match. Um, I'm also on Instagram at inez.heels and I have a Facebook group as well. My lightworker empowerment tribe. Um, I teach there live, um, every week. So those are all really good ways to connect with me. And you, I just love everything that you share online because you give so much, you just give so much, so much teaching, so much wisdom, so freely, you're so in service and it's so powerful. It's so profound and it's truly living in that abundant way and lifestyle. Mm. And I thank you for that. Because thank it you. really that's impacted me here. so much. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's an it's an open flow. It's a never-ending flow, right? That creative yeah. energy. So we have to be generous with that and trust it. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for the internet gods for allowing this yes. conversation. Yes, it's literally just, I'm sitting like in a very lit, bright room. And it was almost that. like I had to be in a different energetic space to have this conversation. Right. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. You've been lit up uh, in, in a very <laughs> glowing over here. I'm like, whoa. Wait, I- I love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much, Anna. And thank you to everyone who's listening um, for, for doing the work and showing up every day and working on yourselves. You guys are doing great. Yeah. It was beautiful.